0: do courtrooms work like weddings where you have to like you sit on the side <laughs> <He> that <laughs> which side you're yeah of
1: what party you represent I can honestly say I don't know if I've ever been in like a courtroom during a case
0: you never had jury duty I got jury duty once but I'm, I didn't get I've called I've never had jury duty you're getting it tomorrow <laughs> now that you said that they can hear you they know this
1: I'm wondering if I've been like assigned jury duty and didn't know it and I'm like there's a warrant out for my arrest or something I forgot I got
0: jury duty and I got that call where they're like the judge would like to know where you were and I was like please
1: tell the judge, I'm sorry. Hey everyone, I'm Ryan.
0: <laughs> and I'm drinking water. <laughs> I'm
1: Seth. And welcome back to the Writer's Room Game Show. It's the podcast where every week we generate an original feature film idea from scratch in under 60 minutes, working from a set of random prompts given to us by a big Hollywood studio. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. This is a podcast. I just explained what we do on this podcast. Previously on the Writer's Room Game Show, we made a live-action remake to the Steven Spielberg Presents We're Back, A Dinosaur Story, which is a a huge mouthful, Seth. (laughs)
0: Starting when? Previously on <laughs> Riders Room Game Show, we made a live action adaptation of We're Back. Wow, it is. Live action adaptation of We're Back, A Dinosaur Story.
1: Yeah. that was uh, I actually really liked that episode, Seth. I won't spoil what our final score was, but it wasn't quite as great as we what we were hoping.
0: It. I'll spoil uh, it. We did not sell it. It was not a selling we yes. uh, grade. But that's but, okay.
1: Uh, we had when, fun, though.
0: When have we ever passed a selling grade on any of our ideas in real life?
1: <laughs> that got depressing real quick.
0: That, that That's what my tombstone's going to say.
1: <laughs> Man, but uh, we had a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to this week's episode. Right up front, guys, don't forget, we have a WRGS Notes Hotline. Yes. It's one eight six six. hey wrgs Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Thank God. I
1: was very excited about that notes hotline. But yeah, you can call if we have an idea that you didn't like or you think we could do better. Call that hotline and tell us what you would have done differently. And uh, We actually we'll play have it. a whole bunch of calls that do I we? haven't told you about. Oh, no. Seth Seth is hoarding the idea. The uh, I forgot. Hotline calls. Uh, actually. What- I would like to play
0: one, if that's okay.
1: Yeah, let's play it and let's talk about it.
0: So this is from my friend Reeve. uh, Reeve from Texas. Matthew
1: Reeves, the director of the new Batman movie?
0: Yeah, this is from my friend Matt Reeves, creator of Felicity. Co-creator of Felicity. Christopher Reeve. Huh?
1: From Christopher Reeve.
0: (laughs) Yes, this is my friend Christopher Reeve from Christopher Reeve, (laughs) the Superman. Here, I'll play Reeve's message. I believe he called in once. Uh, Renee, you can keep cut this part if you want, but I believe he called in once and then had a second thoughts and called again several days later. Here you go. Texas Reeves.
2: Hey, Ryan and Seth, this is Reeves calling in from Texas. I already left the message about karma. I want you to delete it and listen to this one instead, okay? So I've been thinking about the, these cars flying at the end of your movie, and uh, I think, uh, just me personally, I need uh, that just seems so far fetched that I think you, you're going to have to do something about it. So, um,
1: Fair point.
0: this is
2: my idea. Bear with me. So I'm Very. thinking that uh, you have a friend, right, who works at the car company. This, uh, the, Well, first of all, these cars, they they do fly. They have hover technology. So this car company has developed the technology where these cars actually propel off the ground slightly, but they operate otherwise just like regular cars.
1: Like shocks.
2: And the friend shucks. who works at the car company like is Jackie Chan working thing. on <laughs> these cars and is convinced i mean it already takes a lot of energy to lift these cars off the ground the friend is convinced Which it needs that they actually get this car to fully fly but they haven't figured out how to do it yet so they've been working on a car okay trying to make some changes to a car and uh, you know program it or whatever to fly and they haven't got it to work yet and that's the car that the friend ends up giving to phone head and you can even put a joke in here like the friend's like well i mean the car's not perfect okay. but it'll it'll still drive knowing that the phone head friend is not actually going to use this car because she never leaves the house. so then the story unfolds she, the phone head does in fact end up using the car but the endless night bug where that comes from The friend has an update, gets a a stroke of genius, and is like, I know how to get this car to fly. Or maybe they've been working on this thing. And the Endless Night update is intended for just their project that they're working on to get this car to fly. And what accidentally ends up happening is they send this update out to the entire fleet. And so then every car wants to fly. (laughs) And now the friend is in... Has really screwed up. So that every car wants to fly. Phone head in danger, as well as thousands of other beautiful Americans, <clears throat> or wherever the story takes place. I assume it's Americans. Thousands American of other beautiful Americans. I am biased. So, um, <laughs> anyway, that's my idea. I hope you like it. Love you. Bye. Bye, Reeve. Texas,
1: Texas Reeve.
0: Texas Reeve. Reeve and I go way back. We went to college together, and he did my. Uh, he scored my very first short film. So, so it sounds
1: like he wasn't originally a fan of the flying cars, but then he made it work somehow with his and his grounded his own grounded way.
0: The way that he seems he made it work, which I think is interesting enough. Just to recap here, is that the car that is gifted to Phonehead is an experimental car, and it's gifted to her because the the gifter knows that it's never going to be used. That it is used. Okay, that's that's something I can go with. The problem is, like, I don't know why they would be making their cars hover. Like, why would they need it to hover? And I mean a Jackie Chan joke. There is a Jackie Chan movie with a large hovercraft. Am I remembering that wrong?
1: I'm trying to think of what that is, and I cannot. <laughs> oh,
0: I swear there's a Jackie Chan movie with a hovercraft. I am going to tell you what it is. Rumble in the Bronx.
1: Rumble in the Bronx? Is a, oh, just like on the water, you mean?
0: Yeah, but it's a big old hovercraft.
1: Gotcha. I thought you, I thought you meant literally like a floating, like...
0: It's a hovercraft, but it goes on like a, a golf course at the end or something, doesn't it?
1: Maybe we're just confused about what... A, I'm confused about what you're describing as a hovercraft. Because I'm thinking so, of like a... Uh, oh, this it kind of landfall. I see. I see what you're saying. Yes. I'm like, In my head, streets, there's like a futuristic a like car. spaceship looking thing.
0: No, no. This thing <laughs> um, like... Yes. Like, yes. Which, by the way, one of those. Yes. the best hovercraft joke ever was from The Simpsons, and I'm fully relying on Renee to play the clip. It takes place in the future, and Bart is writing in a hovercraft with Homer, and it's a piece of shit.
1: Why'd you buy the first hover car ever made? Didn't you know it'd take time to work out
2: the kinks? <laughs> I know! It's a hover car!
0: One of my, fav- my favorite hover car related joke ever. <laughs> By the way, this is what people tuned in for—is us discussing and debating. Thank God, thank God, the studio. The studio
1: always seems to call at the perfect time. I'm going to take this call. (laughs) I don't know. Fifteen
0: minutes ago might have been the
1: perfect time. Hello, hey studio, how's it going? Yeah, yeah. No, we're uh, we're ready to to do it again. Yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. Last week it didn't exactly go the way we planned. We won't let you down. Okay. Exactly the way I planned. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Okay. All right. Bye. Sir. they have emailed you uh, today's assignment. I promised we wouldn't let them down, so we really got to...
0: Why would you promise them that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like to uh, over-promise and under-deliver, Seth.
0: So. no power over that
1: outcome. Uh, but they did email you the assignment.
0: Okay, so... So the assignment that we got that I'm opening my email. All right. So this uh, this genre comes recommended from a listener named Evan. This genre was submitted in our either on our Discord or via the submission link on our site at writersroomgame.show. Scroll to the bottom. You can submit all sorts of prompts. This genre assigned to us is courtroom drama.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> I was waiting until we got this one eventually finally yeah, happened
0: to uh, the tone laugh out loud, funny. So,
1: okay. We're writing liar, can, liar today. Liar, liar, or uh, what? Shaggy dog.
0: <laughs> yes. Shaggy dog was clearly what should have come to mind first. <laughs>
1: I love Liar Liar.
0: I love Shaggy Dog. If you're referring to, only referring to the Tim Allen remake.
1: I, I like the old one because there's a hilarious, I've never even seen the old one, but there's a hilarious scene where it's like, obviously it. a human in a dog suit doing like action, like punching someone in the face with a little dog pot. <laughs> you know what I'm oh, talking yeah. about? I've seen that.
2: Oh, Raymond, this dog has no license and is clearly in violation of the leash law. Call the pound. I already did, sir. The truck is waiting outside. Get out of my way!
0: Oh! Uh, the demographic, fans of Tim Burton. Oh, all right. <laughs> the
1: mandate. It, He's got to oh, be the, directing this one, I think.
0: The mandate, the studio. <laughs> it's just like, they think we're writing a Marvel movie. this The mandate is that there must be three different villains in this film.
1: Oh, all the even, Spider-Man 3.
0: Yeah, and they're not even stipulating who should play the villains. Great. Our pre-existing ideas that we're bringing <laughs> to <courtroom>, the table.
1: <laughs> courtroom drama, laugh out loud funny for fans of Tim Burton, and there's three villains. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I guess they could be, you know, they could be all in the same set. Anyways, I'm getting ahead of myself. You have well. Well, no, I think,
0: well. well, I actually have opinions on that. Surprise, surprise. Worley's got opinions, but <laughs> we'll wait till the timer starts. We are, as with, uh, because it's season three the new thing we're doing this this season, you and I are coming to the table with five pre-existing ideas that we want to try and work in. We get extra points if we integrate these into our story, but they're not mandatory. Those five elements that we bring to the table are an Instagram influencer as a character, a pair of pants. Pair of pants, you said? Yes. Traveling or stationary. It's not specified. A cartoon protagonist in a live action world. Hide me, Eddie! The quiet half of a loud duplex. And an alien abduction.
1: Oh my gosh. The way Th- these I, are all over the place.
0: The way I emphasize, the emphasis I put in that, though, could imply the alien could be the one being abducted. Um, it's not specified. So if that makes things. Okay. So those are
1: five ideas that we could, they each count two points at the end uh, as we're getting rated. So we don't have to use them. They're not mandatory, but we can choose from those idea piles. If we, yeah, if we, if there's an idea we can see going to our film. So I'm going to go ahead and start If we're willing
0: to compromise the integrity of our laugh out loud, funny courtroom drama with three villains. For Tim Burton.
1: Okay. So yeah, uh three villains. You said you had an opinion. My thought is those three villains could all be if it's a courtroom drama, they can all be on the same side where it's like we have, you know, a villain the lawyer that's representing that villain and, you know... they're same they're, physical
0: side of the courtroom? It, do courtrooms work like weddings where you have to, like, you sit on the side <laughs> that, <sit> the <laughs> which side, side you're, yeah, of what party you represent?
1: I can honestly say, I don't know if I've ever been in, like, a courtroom during a case.
0: You never had jury duty? I got jury duty once, but I'm, I didn't get I've called. I've never had jury duty. You're getting it tomorrow. <laughs> now that you said that, they can hear you. They know this.
1: I'm wondering if I've been, like, assigned jury duty and didn't know it, and I'm like, there's a war warrant out for my arrest. Or something I forgot I got jury
0: duty and I got that call. Where they're like, the judge would like to know where you were. And I was like, please tell the judge. I'm sorry. Uh, they just rescheduled like, you basically. Yeah. I, I just showed up the next day. Yeah. Very apologetic. Apparently I didn't accomplish much the first day.
1: So <laughs> I <laughs> and it was actually a murder trial. It was the right. and Strangler.
0: There could be three different. There could be the three villains could be on the same side. You're right. But the more interesting courtroom dramas, not to make things difficult for ourselves, but Dark Knight, for example, there's not three villains in it. But Harvey Dent does turn out to be a villain in the end. Spoiler alert! Good God,
1: it's been a while. You're good guys.
0: And the Joker is clearly the villain. But like, I feel like you've also got you know, in Batman Begins. You've got oh, what's the gangster? What played by Tom Barron? Uh, Falcone. Yeah, you got Falcone. You've got a scarecrow. You know, Cillian mm-hmm. Murphy, and you've got Razal Ghul. I think it's more interesting if you're able to work them That's into the courtroom drama, but have them, you know, there'd be yeah, one clear I totally villain. Heard that. Yeah. Maybe there's one clear villain, one villain that, like, doesn't start out a villain, and then one villain that is, like, working, that maybe is a mole or working things from the inside or is sitting in the room in the back. You know, like, I feel like the, the mobster yes. would be sitting in the room, like, in the back, you know, making glances at anybody who is, who he's got in his pocket.
1: Mm-hmm. Totally, I love that. I'm sorry if I seemed like I'm out of it. I was actually googling uh, Tim Burton tropes to see because oh, yeah. I feel like
0: trees, bendy trees.
1: <laughs> yes, very um, gothic, sort of and odd, oddball characters.
0: It's like goth Wes Anderson essentially. It's like with the, the <laughs> that's, real. Yeah, like-
1: that's perfect. I actually yeah. love like old school Tim Burton, like Edward Scissorhands. I love visual styling of uh, Edward Scissorhands. I think that's so so I- good.
0: I got tired of it after a while. So I don't know how much I love it, but I do still love, there's always a place in my heart for the, his first Batman and oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. just Definitely.
0: because it was such a like huge just culture bomb in my childhood
1: yeah basically his whole like the back half of his career I, I either haven't seen the movies or I just wasn't a, like they weren't for me Sweeney Todd but, was
0: pretty great I like Sweeney Todd
1: the, I do like Sweeney Todd a lot actually Edward Scissorhands yeah the Batman films Beetlejuice I love all those I know P, our editor Renee Pee-wee's Big Adventure is one of his favorite films oh my god how did I forget
0: that is one of my favorite movies too that was a film for me as a kid
2: another photograph what's missing from this picture it's just me without my bike is this something you could share with the rest of us amazing Larry
1: Tim Burton it's a uh, first movie I think yeah but uh, so
0: I, I'm I'm Pee Wee's Big Adventure changes things for me but that's not what people know as fans yeah. of Tim Burton it's like they're expecting me to go see The Corpse Bride I feel like which is solid Seth Worley is fully checked out of Tim Burton
1: <laughs> we could just era. go like more just place it in a sort of gothic world and maybe there's little touchstones here and there that feel Tim Burton but maybe we don't incorporate that as in as much into the actual story and the ideas unless it's like a carrot like an oddball character that seems like something Johnny Depp would play or the Classic Tim Burton kind of things we know now, but I wonder if I do like the campy Batman, you know, Pee Wee like Beetlejuice kind of stuff that I'm like just so weird and wacky, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So first thought is I love Beetlejuice. What if one way to help us like kind of to kind of throw an anchor into the Tim Burton territory might be to decide that one character is dead. One character is a corpse walking around. Like, what if it were a courtroom? Maybe it's a courtroom drama about in which the victim is representing the defendant.
1: <laughs> Holy crap. Yes. And it's trying to solve they,
0: they, the murder of who killed them.
1: Dude, that is so, I love that you just came up with that. And I like the idea of them wearing a disguise or doing something to where it's like <laughs> people people can't recognize that they're actually the person who died. They're, um, and they're
0: definitely like decaying like yes. over the course of the film and they're wearing <laughs> disguises like i'm thinking of I immediately thought of
1: uh because because oh my gosh because sorry you i interrupted you
0: you should yeah. I I um, owe you I owe you so many interruptions. Go ahead. I mean, you, meaning uh, no, you interrupting but,
1: me. I was gonna say because the person who died, their loved ones or like wh- whether it's a husband or a wife or a brother or a f- uh, one of their parents. Obviously, it's gonna be like they could sort of meet them and be like, "No, oh, hey, it's me." And they're like, "Oh, you know, they 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 freak oh, horrified. out, uh, yeah." And they're like, "What are you doing?" And it's like I got you know I don't know what happened, but I'm back from the dead. Like I can help you, and they fake as the lawyer. I I don't know how it all works in terms of who are they representing because if it's a murder case um, if they're
0: maybe a man is accused of murdering his wife or a wife is accused of murdering his wife is accused of murdering her husband might be nice yes and he is defending her
1: representing he knows that actually maybe he doesn't know that he knows she she didn't didn't do it but he doesn't know who did it yes yes
0: or he just believes she didn't do it. What's better? interesting Because
1: it could be the murder. It could be like, almost like he is, what if like he gets an ax to the head or something like something uh, that would be like, he's like, he's standing right in front of his wife or she's in bed with him or something. And he dies. He figures she's innocent, but what if uh, he has every memory? I
0: know, no. I, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I interrupted you,
1: but it sounds no, no, like no. it's okay. I'm just brainstorming. I'm just, you know, brain vomiting. Oh, you
0: and know. you should be. What if, and that's what I'm doing too. What if ax to the head dies and we hang on a shot of him like laying there and we represent time of like we do these I, jump and By cuts. the way, I said
1: axe to the head because that, that sounded like a very Tim Burton thing where it's like lodged in his oh, head.
0: Oh, 100%. <laughs> uh, 100%. So, but yes. like we hold on the shot of like, I guess he can't be, you know, he's like face down on the ground or something. Maybe not to the head because I'm, I, I imagine the shot of like him, his like laying on his back on the ground. Yeah focuses on him and not on anything behind him. But like we do these jump cuts to show represent representing time and mm-hmm. we see her find him. Mm-hmm. And we basically, he confirms it with dialogue later, but like he was aware, fully aware of, and like could yeah. see and hear everything going on after he died. Like he was
1: a ghost for a bit and then they buried him and then he he's just in his, his body, body aware of
0: what's going on, but not able to move. And then yeah. for some reason, something we had to figure out what it is, made him actually physically come back to life. So he remembers her finding him. So he knows, he knows it was someone wearing a hood, someone wearing a jacket or something. And he, yeah. I don't know. Does that make sense? I don't
1: know totally totally i think well to me axe to the head it's funny because he could like well obviously he's still laying there face down maybe uh falls on his face and then obviously there'd be a big gash in his head and so like uh he would just wear like big hats and stuff like in, in court I love that and at the end or something he could like remove his hat to prove that it's him or whatever and there's and like, everyone's like horrified caping hole and it's like ah! uh, <laughs> i love the idea <laughs> that, that
0: every time he tries mm. to like reveal himself to like provide clarity to the situation everyone is just always distracted by the horror of the situation immediately. (laughs) And it always distracts from, it like always throws off his game.
1: And of course this guy is like the whitest person you've ever seen because he's like slowly decaying and is like uh Yep there's no blood running through his veins. So it's just like the I guess I'm thinking of literally Edward Scissorhands, like young Johnny Depp as this person, but I had more of a Michael Keaton in my else. head
0: that shows like the Tim Burton Eileen tour. But I had like Michael Keaton kind of in my head. That's yeah, which just is
1: straight up Beetlejuice. <laughs> like current Michael Keaton. Or, or can even Batman still be Michael funny. Keaton really that. Kind of. Oh my gosh. Current Michael Keaton as his character would be so good.
0: Wouldn't it? So, yes. like, what if he. So he's like a rich, successful lawyer, right? And then this mm-hmm. happens to him.
1: Yes, I love I love where this is going. Uh, is there, pitch. is it a
0: murder where someone tries to like bury his body and make it a disappearance and then they find his body? And and so he still has the axe in his head when they find him or something. I guess they wouldn't leave the axe like in his head, but the idea I, of like him coming to life at the morgue, once they pull the axe out and then he comes to life, like he sits up on the...
1: That's good. That's good. Because I was going to say, I could see it being, there's like, they, they find him, there's like an autopsy, they find it's a murder, but they, they can never find you know who did it it's like months later they've buried they've had a funeral they have buried him in the ground and then we see like a hand come up from the dirt and he comes back to life like after all like we've time-lapsed through all this stuff and that's when he comes back to life and something happens where he has to like somehow figure out a way for them to reopen the case like there's a you know a new uh evidence or something like that but i feel like Maybe it's cleaner your idea is cleaner if they just find it and he's in the morgue and it he comes sits like life, up. leaves and his body disappears and now that's part of the case his body has been stolen from the morgue or something
0: he like what if he like comes home because that's all he knows to do he comes home and finds like his wife they have their whole like interaction you know the whole like mm-hmm. she's yeah. terrified once they things like calm down he, he comes to mustache. learn he comes to learn that she's being accused of the murder Mm -hmm. and he looks at the case. I'm trying to think of like, if he sneaks into whoever's like, maybe like his office is representing her or something. He goes, sneaks into the office, looks at the files. So
1: they're going to feel like we need, we're representing you because we want to find out who did this because he was, although, no, that's probably right. I was gonna say it could be fun if Michael Keaton. He's so good at playing kind of. Uh, I'm not, I don't want to say douchebags, but it's like I'm thinking of like the founder. Did you ever see that? Yeah. Where he's like very driven, but it's a, like he's like he's so about himself that he's like driving other people away. If he was like somewhat like liar liar, if he's like a lawyer that not a lot of people like, but they respect him because he's good at his job. And he job. finds that out because that would represents- give someone motive to kill him. But and it- he has to find a way to like he has to see his wrongs like maybe he comes back to life because he has to like have this emotional ba- breakthrough so that he could. It's, it's like a Christmas
0: carol. It's very Charles Dickens. Like if yeah. he is able, cause he's representing his wife in the trial of like his own murder, people would say, talk, say things about him posthumously. Yeah.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah. It
0: revealed things to him about his own character and how he even treated her. So, what? Where were you going with that?
1: I was just. I, it may, it's interesting t- for me if he's kind of a bad guy in the first act. Define before, bad. I'm. I'm just thinking of lawyer characters. Maybe he represents like terrible people. Okay. And he's kind of and he's kind of ruthless and. Well, that provides uh, more
0: suspects for who would who would off him.
1: Yeah, totally. And there's something to me about him throughout the movie learning a lesson on how to be a better person, like as simple as it gets.
0: And owning his shit. Like, I think that's a big...
1: Totally. Almost like he's been brought back to life for the sole purpose to, well, one, clear his wife's name, but also, yeah, right his wrongs. And then he's sort of like, I think it'd also be really funny at the end, once he's learned his lesson, uh, just being a very anticlimactic where he just like drops dead. Again, <laughs> just um, like <laughs> uh, just like falls to the ground, and and suddenly he's dead again. There's uh, that's kind of a funny visual to me. Yeah. And it just gives us somewhere to go in terms of the emotional stakes because I think the premise of the undead lawyer representing his wife and like that's a great premise, but also having that emotional arc for the the character. I don't know. I kind of like that. I agree. So who did it? Um, an IG influencer. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but I do the like sense? the. Um, I'm looking at our idea uh, pile. A pair of um, pants did it. IG influencer. I think there that could totally be one of the suspects if we figure out how to use that, and then the pair of pants if we. Play up I feel like there's joke opportunities of clothing on an undead person. If we could find out like some sort of bit that we could do with a pair of pants. I feel like that's an easier one.
0: If he's like a really successful lawyer has a very like, is there something where he wakes up at the morgue and he's wearing like a very expensive suit and maybe one of the guys at the morgue just steals like the clothes?
1: I like where you're going where it's just like someone who's derobing him finds this suit and they're like, ooh, this is nice. And they like literally wear it out of like very weird and creepy. They like wear this dead guy's suit out of the morgue. And part of the bit is like he goes back to this, <laughs> this place to like steal his suit back or something.
0: Or he wakes up while the person is like trying it on or putting it on. He's like, yes. and his only line is like, those are my pants.
1: <laughs> and the guy faints, falls yeah. back like a... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's great. But yeah, who did it? That's the... So let's talk about... It's It's hard Uh, to answer that
0: not knowing any other things, you know, about like does he represent the mob? Is he uh has he just started? I kinda I don't know how to write the organized crime stories. I just don't yes, like all I have courtroom. are movies.
1: <laughs> There's going to be the YouTube video of the lawyer who's breaking down all the courtroom uh, scenes and movies and talking about how wrong they are. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I have yeah. no idea. Like legally blonde is my blueprint for. I think it, drama. I think
0: in my head. Yeah. I think that uh, law and order and weirdly liar, liar are my like, yes. main ones. Li-
1: yes. Liar, liar. There's something if, if we start our movie, so we, we sort of have a day in the life, maybe in that first act where we're, we're seeing the normal life of, uh, let's let's come up with the name of our lawyer, because I don't want to have another uh, phone head situation. Guy. <laughs> Guy, yes. Yeah, if Guy, we kind of see a day in the life. Um, so we see him at home with his wife, Gal. And (laughs) no, that's bad. And we see, yes, we kind of get a glimpse of him. And maybe it is a mob or or mafia, or it's like obviously a criminal who's involved in organized crime. And he's able to successfully get them off scot free. And he's sort of celebrating it. And his firm, sort of like, uh, you know, we see him, everybody, his higher ups at the firm, sort of give him props for that. But he's sort of uh, disrespecting some of the people below him, maybe his assistant or, whoever else is that two liar liar she's <laughs> now I'm just thinking about the sweet old lady that that's jim carrey's assistant in liar liar
0: oh it, i uh, think she died didn't she she was a wonderful actress yeah uh, she was great i actually want to take a moment to look her to look up that actress because she was <laughs> aw- great she was in a bunch of stuff ann haney she played greta yeah she died in 2001 man
1: yeah she said great. she was
0: in mrs doubtfire she was the uh custody. yes that's right
1: yep that's a great scene that's been uh Hello, and she has the. uh, Oh uh, yes! Anytime, if I talk about
0: this on the podcast, how often I say hello to my family in the Mrs. Doubtfire (laughs) voice.
1: That's good. If I
0: if I want to do the goofy dad like hello, you know, Mm. like my go to is hello, (laughs) which is spot on, flawless Mrs. Doubtfire (laughs) impression.
1: I love it. Miss Hilda,
0: the water's boiling. Hello. Ah! I was gonna say. For some reason, Goldie Hawn possibly as the wife could be a fun casting because yeah, of yeah. Death Becomes Her.
1: Oh yeah, love that.
0: Which has all like you know very similar gags. Uh, her and, and
1: her and Michael Keaton. I feel like her. She's she's a little older than Michael Keaton, but I think they could put, that plays well together.
0: They were in a film called Town and Country in two thousand
1: one. Maybe they're not that far off.
0: Uh yeah, I mean it would be
1: no. That's six years. Not a proper. Not man, let discuss her. Is yeah. she six? Michael Keaton
0: is she's seventy six, and Michael He's Keaton 70. is
1: yeah. That's great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So them husband and wife, and I guess this first act is where we would um, establish some, we actually uh, meet some of the people that would be the suspects for the murder. We'd of course have his wife. Maybe either he gets, uh, this, uh, organized crime boss, like, uh, you know, not guilty verdict, but maybe, uh, Michael Keaton now knows too much and maybe that's why they're killing him off.
0: I don't like that if maybe we don't know in the first act that he is involved with like crime, that he's, there's this, there's a. Oh, we're that finding that
1: out as people reveal it. Yeah. The, I yes, like the idea you're of right, like, you're right.
0: but I like the, whatever trial we see at the beginning to, like, establish how great of a lawyer he is in his world, like, should tie directly to... That should be, like, Well, maybe it's
1: something that seems a little bit more innocent, but there's some dark stuff within it. Something not like a murder, or maybe it's just, like, a car wreck or something like that, or a... uh, Man courtroom dramas. I feel like you need so much research because it's so much of that yeah. like in- interconnected.
0: Buddy, we can lean on that. We can just say opening, we'd see him, what his focus is, what his area of, <laughs> yeah. what area of law he practices like, the, you know, in, but he, all the lawyers I know are entertainment attorneys. So I don't, that's like a very, <laughs> yeah. it's totally different. Same. Could he, instead of being like a super successful, like, could he be more of a better call Saul type?
1: That's true. Give, uh, yeah, the opposite of successful.
0: <laughs> no offense to criminal attorneys out there, but we're talking just referring better well, to I was Saul to say, If
1: we did do like the entertainment route, we have one of our ideas in our pile is uh, IG influencer. They could be representing an IG influencer. I'll say Instagram. I don't like saying IG. Maybe over and over he three. has
0: background in criminal law, and then when he got married, pivoted out of it into
1: ooh
0: entertainment law? Does that happen? We'll say that happens. So he represented an uh, IG influencer
1: and was unsuccessful in the case. Maybe this influencer either lost a lot of money or went to jail or something happened to where um they maybe they lost their business or whatever got you know, and that gives them a motive. I'm thinking about after party now where it's like everybody has a motive in different ways. Um, yeah,
0: well, that's like a murder mystery, yeah, right. yeah. What if he's really good at defending? He's an entertainment attorney, but he just ended up representing. Guilty, <laughs> like criminal, like like most of entertainment laws, like copyright stuff. And like, yes. you know, but like, <laughs> yes, I do like the idea that he only people that tend to flock to him are like people who've committed crimes, like people who are does that make sense? Like, he only like yeah. went, yeah, ah, and he wins those. I don't know what like a hard boiled entertainment, like courtroom <laughs> drama is. Well, I was
1: gonna say something you could do is like he represents all these entertainment whether it's like a, a filmmaker or a musician or you know who influencers whatever he's really good and then someone is a lot of his clients are getting wrapped up in murder cases and since he's their go-to lawyer he just becomes the lawyer on those cases as well
0: i feel like we don't want the murder to happen until he until it's his trial that's yeah, what yeah. makes him
1: yeah yeah
0: well uh, if you're a lawyer please write in and please uh,
1: <laughs> please write, help call us.
0: in one eight six six 866 and tell me tell us everything we're getting wrong and fix this idea for us uh, we'll played in another episode. But I see in my head like uh what do they call it where it's not the it's a hearing or something. It's not a it's not the actual trial. Mm-hmm. But it's like just the lawyers in a room with a judge. The idea here is that the influencer is there and shows up, and like we reveal, we don't reveal it till like an opportune moment. He's like, I told you, you didn't have to be there. This isn't. And he's like the influencer's like keeps saying, I object, and he's like, I told you again. This he's is not filming.
1: A, they're, they're filming the yeah. whole time. He's like, I
0: told you again. This is not a trial. You're not even. You don't even have to be here. Like you should probably just leave the room. And then the we, influencer we, keeps interjecting with the courtroom stuff. Like,
1: we would need to cut back uh, at some point through the film, like as uh, when they're actually in the. Tr- trial and they present evidence where it's like a thumbnail for that specific video. And it's the influencer, like a crazy reaction. And it's like at my hearing or whatever. (laughs) Uh, Yes. I like that.
0: Generally, like what we're kind of getting at uh, again, just how much time do we have?
1: We have about 16 minutes left.
0: Okay. Just to recap, like where we are in this, what our story is just from a broad standpoint, it's about undead lawyer defending his wife in his own murder trial, but he's disguised himself as another lawyer and no one yeah. knows that it's actually him trying to defend his wife. And he's like, you know, wearing disguise, but decaying over the course of the story.
1: And the premise is so good. I think we like have such a great so it's like filling in like the actual, you know.
0: And then we say, you know, it's actually our, our pitch is That's our main pitch. Like it's a little thin right now. Like what, like what the actual beats of the story are.
1: Oh, Seth, we are actually getting a fact from the studio. Um, are you? Is it coming through on your side?
0: Uh, okay, the studio uh, has said they definitely want a twist ending. Uh, oh, okay, That's fun. I feel like style. that fits this. So Shyamalan is,
1: style, you said.
0: Yeah, which it tells me it's his wife, right? I think of the movie. Have you seen uh, Harrison Ford presumed innocent with Bonnie Bonnie Bedelia? I have not spoiler alert she did it and you don't find out until the final two minutes and it's when everything's kind of wrapped up and it's really good
1: (laughs) i like i like the wife doing it actually because we have and when he gets killed we have to present it as if she is completely innocent. And like, because he has to believe that the audience has to believe that. And then there's a big twist. I don't know what it would be, whether um, she's hiring someone or what the reasoning is. I don't know if it's uh, Michael Keaton you know, say saying it's okay. I deserved it. And then he dies for real. Like at the end.
0: Well, I like your idea of revealing that he, the whole Dickens of it all of revealing that he was a kind of a piece of crap person. So what if like, we get it to where like, we understand why she did it. We, you know what I mean? By, the, by the time that we reveal it but maybe even by then he's had such a transformation that she regrets it and so it's like a bittersweet ending of yeah huh?
1: like he yes no i love that and i like the idea what if he has never had every single one of his clients have been not guilty for his entire career and what if he realizes by the end that she is actually guilty and it's like uh by before the end before
0: the verdict. Okay.
1: Maybe he continues to be not guilty, or maybe he realizes that she is guilty, or something where he has to sort of I don't know, I'm trying to think of a way for it, the twist for him to sort of reveal before he has the realization before the other I don't know. I'm I'm running in circles now with my thoughts. I like well, I so loved your idea. You either
0: reveal beforehand and but then you have to watch him pin it on somebody else or turn it into a mistrial, at which point it's not like it,
1: that's true. That's true. He has to, he, has to, he has to
0: engineer a mistrial. Yeah. The other side of it is like presumed innocent, which spoiler alert for presumed innocent guys. Uh, like I said, they wrap up the trial. The story is pretty much over. And in like the final minutes, he finds an ax in his shed that has hair on it and realizes that his wife murdered this woman and goes inside and confronts her about it. And she
1: has this monologue. His wife murdered him. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, this is no, he, weren't, he oh, murdered his- oh, uh,
1: You're talking about presumed innocent. Okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so this one like, is like, but this two, idea would confused. be that
0: we real it's like, we do the same thing. We reveal that she actually did it after we've wrapped up the trial and we think that we've caught a criminal, but we don't know whether that we've come to find out this person didn't actually kill him, but this person was guilty of something. We reveal that she did it, but it'd be great if she feels remorse. It's like she regrets doing it now after we've, you know, he's made the character transformation that we want him to have. Over the course of the movie, so it's good that he like got her off, and where she no, that sounds bad. It's good that he got her to where she. That's like the oldest joke in the world. You get what I'm saying? Like
1: yes, yes. And yes. I don't know
0: if what I'm saying is a
1: good idea. Yeah, it's hard. With we've got 11 minutes left. We need to have. For our pitch, some other suspects with with motives, so that we could even like our focus group be able to pitch it in a way that it's a big twist—the end that she did it—and we don't have a ton because I think what you're where you're going with this is great, but we just don't have any other. We need to with the, our remaining time find some other suspects that.
0: uh oh, real quick, IG influencer yes. he's representing at the beginning is being sued or something by his neighbor. So I don't know if you remember that when Logan Paul like gotten like. <laughs> Yes. was getting all this like bad press yes. because he was like burning.
1: I cannot stand the Paul. I hate
0: the guy burning. Yes. He was burning couches in his pool and like his neighbors were like done with it, like tired of it. So what if he lives on the quiet half of a loud duplex and his neighbors, or he lives in the loud part and the neighbors, <laughs> and the neighbors in the quiet part are suing him. And when we meet Michael Keaton at the beginning, he's saw Goodman in like representing the IG influencer. Yeah why are they asking him? Like, why are you even here? You're an entertainment attorney. Like, uh, as I understand you used like, you practice entertainment law. And he's like, he's like, yes, your honor. Like what? Like, but I used to blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, he, we get the backstory by him explaining why he's there, mm-hmm. but it's pointed out that like, it's weird that he's there. And so, does that make sense? Does that sound yeah. like something? Okay. Explain,
1: explain that last part again.
0: So he's Saul Goodmaning at the beginning, like, but the judge can call him out for like, uh, as I understand it, you practice entertainment law. So what are you doing here? Shouldn't your your client have a criminal attorney to represent? Blah yes, blah blah. Yes. I don't know a criminal defense attorney. I don't know if mm-hmm. that is even something that would be called out. But it would if it is, and we can sell it. It's something he could we could he, he could use to explain his backstory of how. Yes.
1: Yes. I like that. That's a crime that is not serious enough to where it's like yeah he wouldn't be doing a murder trial here but if it's like he has a great relationship with this ig influencer because he's helped him in a lot of cases in the past why not just call that same guy up for this this case as well that makes perfect sense and it, it incorporates one of our ideas from the idea pile quite half of a loud duplex Or i guess it reverses it but. the
0: pro the okay. prosecution the pro, oh there's the defendant and the is the prosecutor or is it the
1: prosecutor and defendant they're opposites uh, prosecutor lawyer who decides whether okay so the uh, prosecutor, to charge a person with crime and then the wait, defendant who, is the what's the name of the client
0: of the pro, is the prosecutor referring to the attorney or to the client
1: i'm looking i'm looking stuff up on google i love that we just are so clueless on this stuff.
0: I've already forgotten every episode of Kid Court that I watched on Nickelodeon growing up. <laughs> was that a show, Kid Court? Yeah, I believe it was. Hosted by, I think Linda Ellerby was the judge, if I'm remembering correctly.
1: Amazing. Let's see. Uh, I guess a, is a prosecution and plaintiff? Prosecutor plaintiff
0: and defendant is what I feel like it would be.
1: A defendant and prosecutor. Prosecutor and defense attorney are both lawyers who have completed a law yeah, school. But those are and, lawyers. Ah, uh,
0: yes. Plaintiff. A person who brings, who brings a case against another in a court of law. Yeah, so that so. would be the neighbor. The neighbor is the plaintiff and they, plaintiff, and they are they live on the uh, quiet side of a loud duplex.
1: And they would hire a lawyer that is the prosecutor, and then mm-hmm. Michael Keaton would be the defendant of our Logan Paul esque influencer. And that that would be the case in the opening.
0: And the prosecutor is like knows him from his criminal court days. Is one a of the villains defendant. of our
1: movie. One of the three villains.
0: Yeah, and he so he sees him in the bathroom, and he's like, "How's entertainment law? Or, How's representing you know music douchebags?" Boobity bopity boo, and he's like, points out how expensive his suit is as a comeback.
1: So in court, the Michael Keaton, who is the name of our character now, yep, <laughs> Michael Keaton, That's is rivals with. The prosecutor, who is a different character name, and so we would we would have a hearing in the beginning. We'd have that little the fun little bit with the influencer there and they're recording and trying to. Uh, yeah, the just influencer being, doesn't have to be there, but
0: there acting like it's a full on trial?
1: Yeah, and maybe well, maybe it's maybe it is a full on trial, and the Logan Paul s person loses, and they're super pissed yeah. at uh, That's Michael great. Keaton. That's great, and they there's a big, uh, you know, they have a big argument, and the Logan Paul person like flips him the bird. And sorry, I just did that to you on on camera. Hey, back at you, bitch. (laughs) <laughs> um, but, uh, but it's a good callback to like, <laughs> to just, another WRGS episode I think yes. but, uh, and so and then they leave
0: at one point we'll be have done this podcast long enough to where we won't call out our callbacks we won't have <laughs> yes. to, we won't try to remind the audience that we're doing a callback <laughs>
1: um, yes hopefully we'll have fans that will just realize that's a callback but yeah so they storm off and they drive off we have five minutes left by the way you know in a rage giving them some motive later on because lots of people have you know saw them storm off. There is one suspect, possible villain, Logan Paul, possible villain, the prosecutor. And who, by the way, could be the prosecutor that is against the wife?
0: Which is funny. I guess he would be... In that situation, who would be pressing charges? Would it be his family? Would it be...
1: Oh, I guess you're right. Well, what if they're what if they're at the same firm? Well, I guess they wouldn't be competing no, each other in the same firm. And, and plus
0: entertainment yeah. and criminal, I don't feel like those are in the same. So I guess this prosecutor,
1: yeah, maybe this prosecutor, it actually almost works better if he's not now. Um, yeah, it does. And this influencer is just hiring him for whatever. Yeah. Because this prosecutor would be on the side of the court against the murder suspect, like the wife. It would be like the court against, you know, the wife and her attorney, which would be, you know, Michael Keaton. Man, we, we could
0: we, show her find him, and then someone find her with him, and it looks everything that about it looks like she did it. Does that yes, make sense? Like, yes, we totally. could see that play out. She's covered in blood, our, and um, that wins are her, Zara, hand, her yeah.
1: handprints are on the axe, and so we um, see.
0: So we f- believe from the beginning that she didn't do it because yeah. we're with her when yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, that's good. Yes, and we have uh, two minutes and forty five seconds left. We should probably fill out some of this other. Uh, what can you do with two minutes left? We have a yeah. good premise. You take that.
0: I'll no. uh, I'll just nod along
1: because <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I'm like we have a good premise. We have the only thing we only have Logan Paul is one of the suspects.
0: Literally, Logan Paul. No, we could um. <laughs> We can make this the shortest pitch ever. We could just That's pitch the, the premise. We could just picture the log line, essentially, yeah. and then say, you know, here's who we're thinking is in it. And think, what do I you think,
1: think? I think that would be fine, honestly.
0: All right. Writers from Game Show first. But Literally let's. But, let's pitch ever.
1: but if we had two, and we can, and I mean, we could bullshit a little bit too. Like we can, you know, we have sort of our act one sort of, and we have, but and I then see we
0: this don't, one more than anything. We start with the log line and maybe we, like, totally. And, and then we can bullshit a little bit, but maybe we open up questions and make it a conversation real quick. But, I like that. But let's, and then, we don't. Yeah, do, she, can, we don't, ask, we don't she do. can
1: ask. So what happens here? And we can kind of say, well, we don't have all of that, but yeah, here's what we're thinking. I don't want to um, do.
0: I don't want to do the like. So we open on blah blah blah
1: blah. I don't want to yes. do any of that unless she yeah, asks. Okay, we'll do an overview. I want to make sure we at least have the mandate for our assignment question uh, for uh, three villains. We have Logan Paul, we have prosecutor, and I guess it would be the wife. She would be the ultimate villain that we get in the twist ending, which is our wild card. Okay. I feel good about this. Okay. You wanna just go into it? Yeah, why not? Okay, everybody, let's see how this goes. Let's see if we sell this idea. guest today on the Writer's Room Game Show. She is a former uh, makeup artist. She's done a lot of great stuff on some of my films, some other films, uh, like A Ghost Story. And uh, she's now the...
0: You directed A Ghost Story?
1: <laughs> she directed it. Uh, no, you, Ryan,
0: you said some of my <laughs> films, oh, actually, like A Ghost I- Story.
1: <laughs> some other some other films, like A Ghost What other ones? Like Never Going Back, a lot of those fun Dallas Shot films that yeah. I did not direct. But now she's the <laughs> entertainment director at Artist Uprising, and she's amazing. Welcome, Megan Devon Funk. To the show.
3: Thank you
1: for having me. I'm so happy you're here, Megan. We have a very fun movie to pitch you, movie idea to pitch you today. But first, I will tell you the assignment that we were given by the uh, big Hollywood studio. Um, okay. Our genre that we were given was courtroom drama, and uh, our tone is laugh out loud funny. Which I actually kind of forgot about a little bit, Seth. So hopefully that's not. Hopefully it's Love, out loud, funny. The demographic is fans of Tim Burton. The, nice. Uh, which is, I, I assume, you fall under. And uh, okay. the the studio mandate is uh, we are required to have three villains in the movie, and okay. uh, we also got a wild card mandate that it had it had to have a twist ending, like uh, M. Night Shyamalan style.
2: I
4: love it.
1: Yep. So this season, we're also given um, a bunch of ideas that we can use. It's not mandatory, but we got five ideas, which are an Instagram influencer, a pair of pants... A cartoon protagonist, the quiet half of a loud duplex, and an, <laughs> an alien abduction. And so, I won't spoil it, but we were able to use a few of those ideas in our pitch. We'll, we'll um, talk
0: about those at the end of the episode because yes. they'll come in. They'll come into play and in giving us extra points.
1: Yes, absolutely. But uh, I'm going to pass it off to Seth to uh, kind of start our pitch off.
0: Yeah. So our I'll, to give you the logline, our movie is about. It's a courtroom drama about a trial in which a woman is being accused of murdering her husband the twist is she is being represented by her undead husband in disguise as, so basically her husband was an att- was a lawyer he was the one murdered she's on trial for his murder he is has come back from the dead but as a decaying corpse and so he has disguised mm-hmm. himself as a, as like a fictional like attorney who is alive and is representing his wife trying to clear her of the charges all okay. while wearing a very ridiculous disguise and decaying over the course of the film?
4: Um, I think I've made this movie.
1: Like, yeah. <laughs> you're kidding you've actually made a movie similar to this
4: minus the courtroom drama but there was i'm not going to say what it's called but there was an undead man who just progressively got more undead <laughs> Nice. Throughout. So, yeah.
1: okay. <laughs> so there's an audience for this somewhere
4: there, somewhere <laughs> there's an audience for this Love it. I,
0: the person in the background of your zoom goes right here me um, <laughs> Over the course of the story, the idea though is we want to tell kind of a Charles Dickens type of arc, like a Christmas Carol kind of arc, where like in representing his wife and being in a in a trial every day where people are talking about him as if he is dead and not present, even though one of those is true, he comes to learn that people didn't think very highly of him and he was kind of a douchebag in his life. And so we want to take him through this like journey of learning that he was a douchebag and redeeming himself with the twist at the end being he clears his wife of the charge like he's he's successful and in doing that but the uh, twist at the end in like the final moments of the film we discovers that his wife evidence that his wife actually was the one who murdered him and the the thing is she regrets it like she fesses to fesses up to it but she regrets it now that he is like he's a changed man essentially after this experience of the movie and so she now has real regret for it Uh, she's already clear though so she's not going to jail or anything our movie kind of ends on that yeah and uh, once he once he
1: actually sort of, he clears her name, she confesses and they sort of have a, they kind of reconnect at the end after she apologizes and sort of like we find out when he, he basically, once his mission is accomplished, he just drops dead for real. And it's kind of this... Like shocking, like funny thing that he just kind of drops dead. But we realized that he was brought back to life for the purpose of like righting his wrongs and uh, you know getting her to sort of fess up and apologize for what she's done, and then reconnecting.
4: So sweet.
1: So the yeah, the goal would it for it to have heart. It'd be really funny, but also it'd be kind of that shocking. Some of our references. Michael Keaton would be playing this character. By the way, it's Michael Keaton and Goldie Hawn as the <laughs> husband and wife. And Perfect. So we want to channel some of that, some of that sort of Beetlejuice energy, some of, uh, you know. Death becomes uh, her. Sweet, yeah Death death Becomes Her Sweeney Todd kind of levels of of gore but it's also very sweet and funny so that would be the goals for the movie and that's that's sort of our pitch we have we have a little little bit of story as well to fill in um, he's actually in our first act we have a bit where we kind of see you know the day in the life before he gets murdered he's representing this Instagram influencer a la Logan <laughs> or Jake Paul who's just kind of a massive douchebag he you know he lives in a, a duplex and you it's could consult- say that
0: Burning couches in his swimming pool, and like yes, having these huge parties, huge on, parties you know.
1: with other influencers oh, no. and yeah. uh, the neighbors and the uh, duplex, which they're living actually in the quiet half of the loud duplex. <laughs> uh, you <didn't> have to <laughs>
0: specify it. I think that we could have connected the dots. I,
1: I kind of like it being a very uh, not subtle. But he, the neighbors, basically sue this Logan Paul type in- influencer, uh, take them to court, and we actually get uh, our Michael Keaton, our main character, representing this character. Um, The prosecutor... Um, that uh, is working with the neighbors, is actually one of Michael Keaton's rivals. Um, he becomes one of the villains in the film when he represents the court and accuses um, his wife of murdering him. We also have this Logan Paul-esque influencer who, when, when they lose the case, of course, the Logan Paul the guy. Beginning. Yeah, at the beginning, he goes off on Michael Keaton and flips him off. And he's like, I never should have hired you. He like rages off. So he sort of has a motive um, as well. And so we kind of plant these little seeds in the beginning that... uh you know they're all sort of suspects in in this murder as well but yeah that's sort of uh, our general idea but yeah uh set do we have a title for this movie
0: uh no i don't think I, we have one yet dead to rights is actually a video game so not that
1: <laughs> you're you're searching puns aren't you uh, i am i am uh, <laughs> so
0: spot. we have a very loose pitch obviously that's kind of like that's the meat of our pitch like we're happy to answer any questions you might have about it but that really is like that's the premise right there um hopefully the <laughs> promise of it is implied, you know, understood. This would be the worst pitch in real life, by the way.
4: (laughs) No, no, I'm feeling it. I I have a couple of questions. One, I really need to know if Logan Paul is a real person.
0: Oh yeah. Oh boy. Well, I don't know if person is, is really generous, (laughs) but yes. Okay.
4: Uh, Say no more. My other question is, this is laugh out loud funny. (laughs) Question mark. No. What kind of humor is it?
1: That's a great question, Macon.
4: No,
0: so a good a, some good references. So I think Polly and I forget all the time that like people don't automatically know what our like tone and references for things are. Like we're big Lord and Miller fan. Like I, you know, I'm trying to think.
1: It's sort of a, a cheeky, very genre specific. Like oh, it's making meta, sort of making fun of itself. Kind of how do I? It's self aware.
0: It's like it's a dark yes. comedy, but it is like either a hard PG thirteen or you know R rated because of the gore and such. But
4: got it. Because I'm, I'm thinking like Murderville or uh, what is it? Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of like the Dead. Those-
0: Shaun of the Shaun Dead. 100 is, is is yeah. a good is a okay. really good reference. Okay. It's yeah. kind of okay. like Beetlejuice meets Liar Liar meets Shaun of the Dead.
4: Well, yes, yeah, I mean. I 100% would see that. I love all of those movies. Nice. <laughs>
0: well, okay, then we should ask you some questions then, shouldn't we, <laughs> Polly? Yes. Yeah,
4: well,
1: first, do you have any other questions yeah. about the overall premise or your overall thoughts before we get into our questions? Okay,
4: well, so the twist, you were saying the twist was what? Like I'm wondering is this also a murder mystery? It like, definitely is a also murder also mystery.
0: It's definitely yes. a murder mystery, and we think the movie's wrapped up and like- we're,
1: we're convinced that it's one of the other people, especially because one of the other people that they end up winning the case and Michael Keaton gets someone else arrested. Maybe it's the influencer, or the prosecutor or whatever. But then we, that's when we find out that the twist is that Goldie Hawn killed him. And right. After seeing it in the first act, like she discovered his body. like We know that she wasn't anywhere near him during the murder or so we thought. And it's at the end, we get that twist and we see the events again, but what actually happened and we see that she actually did it.
0: I think one thing we talked about was that the prosecutor is like, you know, one of his partners at his firm and that they would be the one who is then convicted somehow. Even That would be a mistrial, wouldn't it? So I'm not sure how that would... The point is...
1: We don't know anything about courtrooms. Nothing.
0: But... (laughs) Like his one of his his partners at the firm would be convicted. We could then reveal at the end the twist that the wife was in on it as well. The wife conspired with the business partner too. So the business partner did go to jail for something they did do. But the wife, the reveal at the end would be that the wife was actually a part of it and maybe even orchestrated the whole thing as well, which would be in the final moments reveal. That would be the twist at the end.
4: Okay, got it. I'm also one more question. Can I oh, ask as one many more? as
1: you want. Of course, yeah.
4: Okay, I'm also wondering: Is it scary? Like, is it suspenseful or is it, like, kind of...
0: Uh, are there stakes? In? There are stakes in the story. Like, you 100% are invested in the emotion of the story and the outcome for these characters. Like, Because we, Ed also, we also
1: have sort of a... We don't know when this guy is going to just decompose and, uh, like, be found out that he's yes. some weird dead zombie guy. That's a major uh, part of
0: it, is that he's his... its a, There's a Mrs. Doubtfire to it all He's got, him. He got
1: killed by an axe in the head. I don't know if we we said that. <laughs> I don't think you did. But uh, So, like, when he, like, he has a huge like gash in the back of his head so he keeps on putting on hats and stuff (laughs) Uh, but there's like disguises maybe like parts of his Skin are peeling off In sort of a gross But also really funny way Where he's like He puts on a mustache Or like a beard or something Like there's like There's way cut-
0: more Mrs. Doubtfire to this Than I realized <laughs> yes. While we were formulating <laughs> totally. it
1: So I think there's like A fun, But it's also We also are worried That he might just Straight up You know die Before he can We can find out Actually who did it Or clear the wife's name um, There's okay. also When he actually dies That will be kind of A scary moment But it, it is sort of Bouncing back Between suspenseful And just very funny Sort of okay. wacky okay.
4: Okay. I think that was my last question. I think I spoke too soon when I said 100% would see this because I can't (laughs) watch scary movies. I make up things in my mind that I just like can't go there. Well, can you define scary?
1: Yeah. Define scary for you.
4: Scary for me is very like realistic, like very realistically gory, yeah. I guess anatomically correct okay. or like yeah. just very realistic in the in yeah. the SFX, which I could never do because I didn't want to look at the pictures. But um, so like realistic SFX, but then also like realistic scenarios really creep me out.
0: Well, realistic scenarios you won't find in this movie. <laughs> you but. will not find in
4: this <laughs> movie. But okay, well, realistic like the-
0: gore. I think you bring up a good point that there is like, it. that's a thing to dial in and figure out whether we want the story to be truly like gross out R rated Tim Burton, like Sweeney Todd Tim Burton, or if we want it to be more Beetlejuicy where it's PG 13, mm-hmm. it's cartoonish. I think there's a way to do this PG 13. Cause I'm like you, I'm not, I'm not a gore person, but there's mm-hmm. a certain level to it. I love, and there's just, I don't know what that line is until I see it. But yeah. uh, if it wins us a better score, I would absolutely, I can absolutely <laughs> promise you that this would be a PG, yes. like, we can make a
1: PG 13. <laughs> Version of this cartoony. <laughs> Which, speaking of score, we're going to ask you now to rate one to ten based on these four questions. Um, first question: How likely are you to see this movie? One to ten.
4: Oh gosh. Okay. Be honest. Is my husband dragging me along with him to see
1: it? We can't answer
4: that. Uh, okay. You can you can That's see this good.
1: movie with whoever you want. Maybe.
0: You're allowed to. Yes.
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I would say a five and a half.
1: Five and a half out of 10. How likely yeah. are you to recommend this movie?
4: Three.
1: Damn, three out of 10. Harsh critic. <laughs> Adherence to our assignment, which was a laugh out loud courtroom drama for fans of Tim Burton that had uh, three villains. Our, we have our uh, prosecutor, the wife, and Logan Paul. And then <laughs> a, a twist ending. That was our assignment. One to 10. How, did, how well did we do?
4: I think probably a 10. I think you nailed the assignment.
1: Nice. Nailed it. And then our last question is rate the overall idea.
4: <laughs> oh no. Okay. Rate the overall, overall idea of this courtroom drama where the man is falling apart as it progresses. Um, one to 10? Yes. Yeah. One to 10. Uh, six.
0: So six that brings 10. us to a, to a total of 24.5. With our ideas that we integrated into the story, an IG influencer, a pair of pants. Oh, we forgot to pitch the pair of pants to you. Oh, yes. But the guy at the morgue, uh, seeing the super <coughs> expensive suit that the body has on it, attempts to steal the suit for himself, is putting the pants on when Michael Keaton like sits up on the, on the <laughs> table and is like, those well, are my pants. Like, so- and then,
1: then the guy faints, and Michael Keaton takes yeah. his pants back. So,
0: Those are my IG influencer pair of pants and a quiet half of a loud duplex, which was part of Logan's Logan Paul's trial, brings us to that's six points, which brings us to a thirty point five, which unfortunately is not enough wow. for the studio to be purchasing this this idea. Oh, no.
4: Wait, what is your? What do you have to reach? Thirty five.
1: Uh, thirty five out of fifty. It's oh, sorry, Chris. It's all right. It's okay. We got to work for it. You know, yeah. we got to work for it.
4: But I will say, a lot of this comes from my. Very authentic apprehension when it comes to like gory skin I'm like, I don't know. I, am I feeling brave on a Tuesday? We don't know
0: you I actually relate five hundred percent to that because <laughs> am I feeling I, brave on a Tuesday.
4: Yeah, I'm only
0: brave on Tuesdays. And I also, I have like some of my favorite movies are gory horror movies. But at the same time, if there's a horror movie coming out, I am so apprehensive to watch it because I am so squeamish about that stuff. At the same time, the ones that I love, I love the gore in them. So I cannot explain why. I know.
4: Well, and I think that, like, you like putting Beetlejuice next to Sweetie Todd is, like, such a good place because I do not want to see that straight, ed- straight edge cut the necks open. I don't want to see that. Yeah, but um, cutting flesh on a man in a suit, yeah. <laughs> I do want to see that. <laughs>
1: it's so weird. It's so not weird. Not only will you see it, you want to see it. <laughs> the Writer's Room Game Show with me, Brian Paul, and Seth Worley. Executive produced by Grant Wakefield at Weekend Video and Ann Fogarty at Plot Devices. Edited to perfection by Renee Gomez. Our art is by your buddy, Meg Lewis, and our face-melting music is by Ben Worley. The Writer's Room Game Show is a Weekend Video production in association with Plot Devices. Learn more about Weekend Video at weekend.video and check out writersroomgame.show to listen to all of our episodes and suggest your own prompts for future shows. And don't forget to rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. It really helps our show out a lot. See you in the next one.